Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to another episode of Bake in the Cake. And I have been excited for this one because we are talking about UFOs and Star Wars. We have been planning on bringing Kyle back on you know, for a while to rebut us on our previous Star Wars episode. Well, uh, our episode of Baked in the Cake about Star Wars, I should say. <laughs> and... Uh, there's a lot of things that I thought was baked in the cake about Star Wars, but Kyle disagreed. And um, but there are some other interesting things in the world I want to talk about first. And um, that w- first one is UFOs. And I want to start with a question. And this is for Kyle first. And then I'm going to ask DJ another question. Are you ready, Kyle? I'm ready. Do you believe? in ufos and or aliens yes well and so yes and yes or yes and no yes and maybe actually okay okay yes and maybe and then dj same question um yes on unidentified flying objects no and aliens no and aliens all right um I've gone back and forth on this. I want to believe. I think you have to believe in UFOs. You have to by definition. I mean, yes, yeah. just definition of an unidentified flying object. I think yeah. you can't really. What is that? I don't. I don't know what that is. I haven't. It's not yet identified yet. So, well, what's interesting is that the government just now decided to confirm cases of ufos as if they were hiding it this entire time like people didn't believe until the government affirmed it or something i don't know i think that's a little weird um what do y'all think about that well i always wonder like what was the is there like some sort of time frame of of releasing it so that's like they they have to go well now we can't keep it confidential anymore and, and so this is what the report was on it or something I think that um, people, a lot of the things I see are seeing are saying, like thinking about the time frame of that they released it, that while we're distracted, they're going to release that they affirm this. But I, th- and they're like, why is no one freaking out that the U.S. government affirmed these UFO cases? You know, like, what's the deal? Um, this is huge news. And I'm like, no, I, I I just don't think everyone was shocked to affirm something they thought was already real, especially if they were keeping up with it, that is. Um, because Joe Rogan and has had Jeremy Corbell on and Bob Lazar and um, the other Navy pilot. Jeremy Corbell is a guy that does a lot of documentaries for aliens and things. And, and he kind of connects Joe Rogan with these guys and has them on. And um, I just feel like it's really common knowledge now for, of, of these sightings. It's not like um, Area 51, when they affirm that there is an Area 51 finally, that was like a big deal. Um, I, don't, I just don't think this is a huge revelation like people expected. Well, the, the thing about UFOs, I mean, there's a, a difference between an identified flying object and then believing that it's being piloted or controlled by aliens yeah well uh, you yeah. know it's if it's like a, a a secret project that the air force is working on that's different than believing that there's like a, 
a, a green man Martian behind the steering wheel of the did you the flying saucer. Did you listen to all of Bob Lazar's JRE podcast? I'm not sure. There was one with the, the pilot. That's the one um, I listened to. And Bob Lazar, I think it was Unacknowledged, was the Netflix documentary that Jeremy Corbell produced. Yeah. Either of y'all see that. No, I haven't, I haven't seen that, but... I should have had y'all at least watch that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's really interesting, though. What did you see, Kyle? Well, I haven't watched JRE in a while. I'll see clips here and there of a couple minute things. Yeah. The, the UFO thing is, there's so many government secret things that are going on that different governments test at different times. Like the stealth bomber uh, was tested over uh, rural areas in America, right? So that they'd go, what was that crazy thing? Later on, you find out that's what it is. But When I was living in San Marcos, uh, they had an air show. And they had a flyover of a stealth bomber. And that thing, like, when you look at it on the horizon, it looks absolutely, like, alien. And then um, I was taking a nap one day, and it flew over. And it, <laughs> it scared me to death. Like, I, I, I jumped out of bed. Uh, it was, I, guess, I guess they were doing a low flyover for, a, um, for the air show and um the sound of it it was pretty scary it didn't sound like a regular airplane well and i i i listened to it once on uh or maybe it happened twice because i went to the rose bowl twice uh and so they always do a flyover there and the so the crazy thing is obviously it's not uh silent but you don't hear it until it's like right over you you don't hear it until it's like right there which i think is obviously the whole point of it and if it's pitch black then what are you <laughs> you're not gonna see it it's gonna be spooky it'll be and if now we know about it you knew about it so you're like okay like you didn't you, even though you were taking a nap you're like okay i kind of knew about what that was but man if you didn't know what that was you'd be like what in the world is that mm -hmm. well i think there's a to me there's a huge difference between random balls of light in the sky which i think any weird natural phenomenon could cause. I mean, we have rainbows and the northern lights. I think that something could cause the, um, the just weird balls of light in the sky. But the videos that were released were not just balls of light in the sky. <laughs> like people saw this with their own eyes and you know, like a tic-tac thing. And what's interesting, about uh, Bob Lazar is that they kind of seem to affirm his testimony that has been consistent for like 40 years. Have y'all, have y'all, y'all don't know anything about Bob Lazar. So one of his, what was videos, that? Okay, but the videos that you're talking about that of the pilot that was just released, those are from like 20 years ago, early 2000s. Early 2000s, yes. Yeah, okay, so there's a, well, okay. It's just what people are used to. Like I, I was in Oregon in 2017 when the eclipse occurred and it was like three or four minutes long and it was like at 11 a.m. And I can only imagine that if it was, you know, 18 uh, something, you know, it was in the 1800s and I'm like working the fields and all of a sudden like, this, you know, the moon goes, it gets darker and darker in the middle of the day. Like it would be freaky. 
Well, I don't understand your point. Are you saying there? Are you saying a UFO sighting in the 1800s? Well, I'm just saying that these phenomena that occur, that like people, if you don't, it seems like lots of times there's a logical explanation behind it that you just don't know. And then maybe decades or generations later, they go, oh, okay, well, that was a stealth bomber that they were testing out. It's like, okay, that clips. Okay, that was this or that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and like, it, it's just lots of times, it seems like there's a reasonable explanation, maybe for a nefarious reason, but. Well, I don't they're really mad at me for not having seen seen Bob Loblaw's uh, Loblog. Uh, <laughs> did that ruin it for you? Bazaar, <laughs> he, um, man, I, man, I should have prepared something a little more for this. I expected y'all. I guess I assumed y'all would have seen or at least heard of Bob Lazar because he blew the lid on Area Fifty One. He worked there, and they tried to cover him up. I try to pretend he never worked there. Okay, I, I think I might have heard something on a recent JRE podcast with a pool, uh, the reporter. Did you see? Yeah, he talked about it a little bit. Yeah, he talked about him. And um, he, I mean, he he talked about an element. Like, what was the element? Um, he there's this element that he talked about, and. Uh, that they said didn't exist. And he's like in the 80s saying, guys, this, there's this element that they use and it's really um, delicate and it can't exist in all, in all um, circumstances, but um, it exists. And this is one of the ways that we think that these UFOs are gaining power because they seem to have an incredible source of power that can bend gravity. Right, and so I, I listened to this on, um, I think it was on my way to work today, actually. Okay. Uh, because... Uh, they were saying that he got kicked out of the projects because his wife was having an affair. Yeah. And, and they were afraid that, um, that uh, she might spill secrets or he might uh, be mad enough to yeah, well, he did, he get kicked He was showing people this place in Area 51 where he claimed they were test flying these objects. And to me, they'd just be lights in the sky. And, and that's what they were looking at. And then um, he didn't go public with it or anything. He was just showing like his friends. And then they uh, were wiretapping his phone and his wife was having an affair. And they fired him and told him about that. And they fired him for that because now they thought he was at risk for his wife to, he was unstable, you know, and uh, they, they didn't want, they wanted someone who was very, they was low risk to work there they were very stable and they thought that was a little on the edge and they fired him for it and then he just kind of blows the lid on the whole thing and then they try to wipe away his history of ever working there and um it's pretty crazy but you know and then they discover this out then later you know 20 years later they say oh that element does exist and he was called crazy by everyone and then he was saying there's this place in, I don't think they called it Area 51, but he's like, there's this place where they're testing all this stuff. And people said he was crazy for that. And then in the 90s, they say, yeah, Area 51 exists. And that's what he was talking about. So he's famous, not just from a podcast and a recent documentary. He's like one of the first people to, to blow the lid on Area 51. Well, let me ask a question. It's somewhat related. Um, like, I, I believe that the government is doing things I don't know about, and that's okay with me. Is that okay with you that, um, that 
the government might be doing something and they're keeping it deliberately keeping it a secret or or do you feel like um because you know we pay for the government that we should be in the know about everything it seems like every like um people get upset that that stuff is working behind the scenes that they didn't know about they want transparency is it okay for the government to be um to be um you know having something behind the scenes that we don't know about i'm not sure i have a very good opinion on that because i just can't get past the government shouldn't exist so kyle do you have an opinion on that <laughs> yeah I, and when you say like the state shouldn't exist because government yeah the state, the state thank you inter, and interact with each other um it's the idea that one entity has a monopoly of the use of force in a given territory. Uh, but <clears throat> so aside from that, if there was like, uh, it, it's smart for them to do that. If they are doing, whether it's military, which lots of times would think these things are related to, it's smart to do it that way. Like you don't want these people, you know, you don't want our enemies to know that. And, and so, um as much as it would it it could bother me but i don't let those things bother me because that's not the point of life um but i, I just assume that they're doing that all the time as well and we find out about it and, you know they're spying on us immensely with the patriot over you know what i mean like phone records everything they're just they said that you know it was for to tap into terrorists phones and they just tap into all of our phones. And so they're always doing something. And generally these things that they use start to be used against their own people for nefarious reasons. I like the phrase, I usually use the phrase, any power you give the government can and will be used against you. So people who go to the voting polls and they're saying, you know, it helps their agenda to give the government some weird, you know, power grab, and they want to make that happen, um, then, you know, they could use that same implication just in a different way, and it'd be against you now. And they're usually against it when it's against them. But they, you know, they justify the same violation of rights against someone else whenever it was benefiting them, their, what their opinion was or something. Does that make sense? Well, I I always wonder if there's the, the uncertainty aspect of releasing such a video right now. And I think the video has actually been released a while ago, but right now they're going, yep, this is a video of us not being able to identify an object. And we're in a time of uncertainty with COVID-19, right? We don't know what's going to happen. And, and then we are, it was further compounded by having the whole world go into an economic shutdown almost. And all of a sudden this thing gets released. I, I, it seems like almost intentional to like try and scare people even more. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems a little bit like that. Not at all. Look, there's these things that are flying around. We don't know where they're, they're from. They might be to get you. Um, okay, I have another question when we're ready. Yeah. Okay, you know, I, I like talking about theology and stuff. So uh, this is the, the question that I wrote down that, uh that i was thinking about would if if aliens existed would it change your theology well i was thinking that was one of the questions i wanted to bring up 
was that e i mean i guess could i rephrase a little bit sure are aliens is the existence of aliens completely contradictory to christianity i think that's a more like interesting way to phrase that because um but uh, jeremy corbell thinks it is um lots of people think that it is that it would just completely ruin religion and they say that's one of the reasons that the government doesn't release it is because we need people to be religious moral um i don't really believe that but yeah is it completely co contradictory to believe in aliens and then oh so i would be fine saying hey there's a species somewhere uh out in the universe that is an organism that lives uh then there's a difference between saying is it this alien being something that's conscience has a conscience like is aware is self-aware right um so anything up to an animal level like a dolphin who are supposedly the you know the smartest of all uh animals uh right and, and there's humans so something uh, that is an animal and has flying spaceships that we can't even do ourselves that doesn't seem likely <laughs> Yeah, like the, the, the most likely alien is like a bacteria or something like that, right? I mean, something yeah. microscopic uh, that's not from Earth. But, but what if, so I'm just saying if there are aliens, I don't think they can just be a really smart monkey. I think we're closer to a really smart monkey if there are aliens because they're they are, they're obviously way more farther you know technological than us they can bend gravity to move their um move spaceships well so he, he, here's a, a, a um, <laughs> sorry i interrupted you what was that I just, right past what dj what you and i were saying you are jumping right to if there's aliens they must be able to fly spaceships and bend gravity and come be ufos in our system and i'm saying I don't know if that's the truth. I don't know if the UFOs that people have spotted are actual conscious beings that are aliens that can think and reason. I'm saying that so up really in alien, like a dog or a dolphin, I'm willing to say that that might be out there in the universe, but okay. I'm not willing necessarily to say that there's something that can reason and think and, and actually has some sort of moral uh, compass about it. Okay, I think I understand better. You're, yeah, you're connecting the two that that you're not connecting UFOs and aliens when I ask you about aliens. Because yeah. Okay. Okay. That so makes sense. The line of uh, thinking that I'm at uh, scripturally is that man, man, or, uh, you know, humankind was created in the image of God. And, and so, um, what would that say if there is a superior race of life out there? Oh, that there isn't only one God? Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that would that conflict with what, uh, with our theology? Oh, well, I guess I was saying it might, because if you're, if we're in the image of God and there's another thing like us that seems to be set apart different than animals, then that would, that either they're also in the image of God or they're in the image of something else. Would, is that what, that's what that would imply if they existed. If we... Uh so what would your, uh, some people I think would argue that, 
well, look, there's angels and there's demons and they're not born of this earth. They were created outside of the earth. Are they aliens? Is that what people see? Is there some sort of, uh, uh, is that what they see when there's a UFO? Is that what, people, what could be defined as an alien, right? It's alien to this earth. Um, yeah, possibly. And if that's the case, then I 100%, if that's how we're defining it, which is not something that originated on this earth, which angels and demons did not originate on this earth, as far as I understand, um, this is well beyond, this is me just pontificating. I have no idea about this, but it just makes me, when you think about it, you're like, yeah, those could very well be aliens because when they come here, they're not of here. They didn't, they, they didn't originate here. And if you think about it in terms of like countries and, and immigrating, right? You go from one country to another and you go to the new one and you're an alien. So may, do we need to rephrase the question and with the, with a, a definition of alien that we agree on? Does that make sure. sense? I think it's, I'm just saying that if, if that's the case, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm definitely saying that I can believe in God and in, in the God of the Bible and still believe in aliens. I think that's totally possible. Well, by your definition, yes. Yeah. It let's so it, you can also this is what's interesting is that you know it doesn't you, you want to use a different word than alien you say life outside of earth and then they find some like they just said bacteria or maybe a plant and they're like oh life outside earth and they're like people are like that's not a gray big you know balloon headed thing so I don't care about it um, <laughs> no one gets excited over that no I well you're right I mean it's not like uh, aliens or something like that like in the movies that we see but I'm just saying I think that kind of stuff is really cool when we discover things uh, outside of our planet if if they were to discover um, certain things like that uh, or if they were to discover some sort of animal or like I think that would be interesting and that would not ruin my idea of what God of who God is at all it would be interesting if an alien shows up that's like, hello, how are you? We've been watching you for a millennia. And you're like, oh, that would, I would be like, what in the world? That would. So how about this? Whenever I say, I'm about, so let's, the same question, but whenever we say alien, we're talking about gray beings that are short and skinny and possibly slimy. I don't know. And they beam you up in the middle of the night and then they go probe you with any, you know, they're doing their thing and investigating you. And uh, they, and you, you wake up and you're like, wow, I feel like I had knee surgery because that's kind of some of the testimony. And uh, I have this scar and I didn't have it before. I have this thing under my skin. Um, and uh, though that type of alien. Does, if that type of alien exists, if we if we had proven abductions from those types of aliens, would it affect the Christian worldview? Well, you don't even have to say proven. Why do you have to say proven abductions? You're just saying like if if a gray alien is in front of me and he's like speaking to me and he's not probing me, but he's just like, hey, I'm from Voltar. I guess that's enough. I just wanted to be more specific to the type of alien that he doesn't really just want to say hi. He wants to dissect you like a frog. <laughs> um, well, it, it wouldn't change my theology or thinking on Christianity, uh, but I can see how 
uh, for apologetics, that would be a uh, another uh, a problem uh, that, or another issue they would have to deal with, like the dinosaurs, for example. You know, like there's just not a lot in the Bible about the dinosaurs, and um, but you know, it's something that you know we have to answer for. And so I, I think it'd be something similar along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing about uh, I I don't think it's it would just be like okay, this is crazy. But the Bible doesn't specifically say creation only exists on Earth, and so you can definitely say that there's there. And okay, so humans are the crowning achievement, um, and and so that would be, but but angels clearly have more power than us in certain ways right so just because somebody has been given more power by god doesn't make them god's crowning achievement and he like it he just uses them in a different way um but i i don't know if people might start looking at the bible in different ways if there was something like that that happened right that you go okay this is what that means and they go oh okay um, now we, we know that this prophecy was related to aliens from another planet that are smart and intelligent and have the ability to reason. Now, the other question is, would they have a moral compass? Would they think that it was right or wrong to come and, you know, probe and chop me up? Like, Derek, so it's like you really want me to be chopped up by this alien. Uh, well, you know, there's other conspiracy theories out there that would say they might have a moral compass because we didn't really have alien sightings until we started messing around with nuclear bombs. Really? Yeah. So before, you know, the pretty much before Roswell, there wasn't much alien activity being reported anywhere. And especially not in the same... Um, in the same way so it the way joe rogan puts it he'd be like he always says that i now to be clear i don't watch his show or listen to his podcast all the time i see an interesting person i go listen to his podcast some of it is a little too a lot of it, it's a little too vulgar for me <laughs> and uh but so he has bob lazar on i'm gonna go listen to bob lazar he has tim pool on like recently i like tim pool he's really interesting um, so I go listen to that interview and, um, but he always says is, you know, it's like where the, this super advanced alien creature, um, realizes that these, um, really smart monkeys over here got a hold of some nukes and they're launching them off at each other. And that seems to be the event that set forth, um, alien technology or, or alien experiences of some core some source and ufos and abduction stories even and to start with roswell pretty much all right so are there any animals that have uh, a sense of morality right no no i was just saying that he's he call he's, he's just using that as like a stupid metaphor that we look like dumb monkeys he's not actually oh. saying we're, we're smart monkeys or whatever there, but because we have reason, the ability to reason and morality is what sets us apart from all the other animals. So there would be, if there's some guy who's looking at it or some aliens looking at us like a dumb monkey, I, they, they must be more fascinated by our ability to reason and, uh, and have morality and then create and destroy things. 
Who knows? They're way smarter than right. us. They, they, they're fascinated by way different things than we are. <laughs> they're, they're, they're way smarter than us, right? I don't know. Like, we're, there are obviously millions of people that study all sorts of different things. I mean, there's people that just study rocks, and rocks are not alive. They just are like, oh, look at this rock. This is how we think it was created. This is where this rock comes from. Rocks, rocks, rocks. And they're not even alive. In the Bible, I mean, we believe in things we can't see already. Like you mentioned, uh, like, you know, angelic messengers and cherubim. And, you know, we, we believe in angelic beings or heavenly beings because the Bible says it. Yet we've never, you know, I'd say probably a great majority have never seen it. You know, um, what, do you, what do you say about people who say they've seen angels or um, seen spiritual beings? Would that be kind of along the same lines? Well, yeah. What if you saw a burning bush that didn't actually like wither and, and burn up, right? Uh, now, the unique thing was that God spoke out of the burning bush, but uh, there's got to be other, there's other things, not just in the Bible, where God has presented himself to people and uh, they have a reaction from it. And I think sometimes God presents himself in, in certain ways and people are drawn to him and otherwise, in other times they're repelled. Um, so this is talking about the spiritual aspect of, um, what people interpret as aliens and angels and things like that. I think that there, are, I have my own opinion, um, from a kind of not, okay, not kind of heavily influenced by another documentary I watched on Netflix. <laughs> Thanks coronavirus. Netflix is really killing it lately with the educational documentaries. <laughs> calling it educational? Yeah. And the testimonial documentaries. There you go. You watch the History Channel too? Man, you know, the History Channel, what happened? What that happened to the History Channel? Oh, my goodness. It used to be all World War II, Hitler, uh, and... And that was that for a long time. But I, when I was on vacation and I had cable, so I don't have cable anymore, but I was on vacation at the hotel, we had cable. And it was like alien show after alien show after alien show. And I was watching it with kids and they were just like, what? And they're looking at me like, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Once Pawn uh, Stars hit the History Channel, it was just done. <laughs> I, I like the curse of, the Oak, curse of Oak Island. I don't know what that is. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay, so sorry to interrupt here. I watched a documentary on on Netflix that kind of helps me personally. I think that people are not lying when they say they see UFOs and had weird abduction experiences. I don't think they're lying. Um I think that they experienced something and interpreted it a certain way. Just like Kyle was saying earlier, a farmer in the 1800s who doesn't know what a solar eclipse is, is going to get freaked out and think that the God is punishing him because he didn't, you know, give enough to charity. And yeah, how taking my son away? I need the son. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in, in that same way, I think those things do still happen. And this is my best explanation 
and it's speculation. Let me be clear. This is not based on anything. Everything that I'm going to say is completely anecdotal. Um, so the, the documentary is, I think it's called The Nightmare, and it's about sleep paralysis. We all know what sleep paralysis is. Yes? No? Okay. I think so. So, no. so I think I've gotten that a couple times. So a lot of people, um, it's just I wake up in the middle of the night or I think I wake up and I can't move. It's like my body's still asleep, but my brain's not. Does that make sense, Kyle? Yeah. That's happened to me a couple of times. Oh, it has. Is this a yeah. Sleep paralysis is a real medical yeah. condition. Well, yeah. I'm glad. I'm very glad that the aliens didn't get you, DJ. <laughs> well, um, the Who knows? Oh, it. Maybe you don't know it. Yeah. Um, the uh, so um, people claim to have um, out of body experiences and are tortured in a lot of cases by these weird beings in states of sleep paralysis. And um, so what's interesting to kind of further this case a little bit, um, there's a lot of horror movies that are based off of this and the writers are, have, have like confirmed that they had sleep paralysis and it inspired their writings and inspired the movies. Can you just think of one off your head that would be like that? It's pretty scary. It, it feels pretty scary. It's, well, what, what movie do you think, like there's, that would be exactly that experience. It's a horror movie that's super famous. Oh, Misery. Right? with Sandra Bullock. That guy just laid there the whole time. Which movie? Well, I'm just kidding. While, it was a romantic comedy while you were <laughs> Oh, um, So, The Nightmare on Elm Street. I never saw that. You've never seen any of them? I saw one of them where I seen where she turns into an ant or something, and that's about it. I'm not a horror movie guy. Well, I haven't seen them all either, but I know the premise of the movies. Well, I thought that you were... You know, people go to dreams, though. They enter the dreams, but they don't always know that they're dreaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's oh, all. Kind of oh, since you're like, yeah. So they go to sleep, and in the in the sleep paralysis, though, do you know that you're asleep? Well, no. Okay, I, I can explain what's happened to me. Okay, because uh, it's happened a couple times, and sometimes I think I can like, um, um, I, it feels like I cause it to happen. And so, so I'm sleeping, and then I feel like I woke up, and like, um, like I'm aware of kind of like uh, where I'm at, but I can't move, and but I'm still dreaming, but it feels like it's a real, like I've really woken up, and so like I'm the the feeling I get it's a little bit of fear and um, anxiousness because I cannot move, I cannot get up. And so I'm trying to tell myself, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, you know, because I know I'm in a dream state, but I can't wake up. And that's the scary part is that you can't wake up. Okay. So here was, I don't know, I was a kid uh, I, and my neighbor and she was like 17, 18 or 19. I, I would say, I have no idea because I was probably 10 or 11. And so just ages seems, and she was babysitting us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so she's telling me about astro projection, I think is what it's called, where like you go to sleep, you purposefully take your spirit or something out of your body and then you travel around the world. 
Yeah. And I was like, that seems satanic. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I do it to pray for my family. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. And then, like, I don't know, the conversation was like, if you wake up while you're astral, then it was just like, you uh, can no longer, like, your soul can't get back into its body. And then you're, uh, like, roaming around. What year is this? That was crazy. <laughs> what year was this, Kyle? I don't know. Like it sounds 90- like soul sucking to me, or grave sucking. To me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so there's astral project, projection, and that was what it was. But then I was like, well, what happens if like you wake up but your soul's not back? Like you know, are you a vegetable and all that stuff? I, I mean, I, I was must have been ten or eleven or, or maybe even twelve. But okay, so let me make let me. We were being babysat. It was nighttime. My mom had gone, you know, was doing something. Maybe my mom had stepped out on a little weekend vacation or something. Okay, so let me draw a few connections for you, Kyle. And, okay. And, and this will make more sense. Okay. I'm going to go through it to the end of what it, what it really, the point is. So people go into sleep paralysis. And yes, they, some people claim to experience some type of what you're calling astral projection. Like they can go around into the ether or different things like that. And some like different, um, uh, well, dang, I can't come up with the word. Um, but uh, they, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is one of the main movies that first started this. And, you know, people fall asleep and they're attacked by something with knives. And it's terrifying. And they don't want to go to sleep because they're afraid it's going to happen. They think they are. Want- you think of multi universe? Yes, multi universe. Thank you. They think they're. Is in- that a movie, or are you just thinking of like with the concept? The concept. concept. The concept. People claim they're going to some different, you know, dimension. Yeah, that's the word. And some multiverse or dimension there. Not a multiverse. There's. The, I think there's a difference between a multiverse and a dimension. Hey, hey, I want to roll. Don't stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then, so they claim to go into some different dimension, and some people don't have super negative experiences, and some people are just absolutely tortured by these demonic things that also strikingly resemble aliens. And it always, so well, let me connect with the astro, what was it again? Astro projection. Okay, astro projection. That is more specifically seen in the Insidious movies which when I still watched horror movies, um, I was in college when this came out, and I loved those movies. They're just kind of classic to me. They're, they're not kind of, I don't know, they don't, they're not like jump out, scare you, I guess. And I liked those movies when I was in college, but I don't watch those anymore. Did and you guys see Event Horizon? I didn't see that. I, I think know. I did. Well, that's a Sam Neill. That's a good, that's a. Dag Nabbit Kyle, I, I'm on a roll. You gotta let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow the trail about movies <laughs> the uh so um that movie the little kid the little kid in that movie um is like drawing pictures and he is astro projecting and he can't make it back to his body and uh he is in a vegetable state he's in a coma and wow. so it's what you were saying but you've never seen the movie right I never saw the movie. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I remember talking about that with her. It's like The Last Jedi. (laughs) The Last Jedi at the end when Luke Skywalker projects himself to Kylo Ren. Oh. But we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not. I thought thought you said Return of the Jedi, so I was like, huh. Okay, so 
moving on. Or <laughs> so what I think there are lots of connections between um, abduction testimonies and sleep paralysis testimonies. And I think people are telling the truth when they say they experience these things. Um, the or, or to to an extent, I guess. I think there well, are weird. I, like when your neighbor says that she's praying for her family or something, that's weird. I don't know what that is. But um, the so the 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 things that the common denominator is like they're always alone and it happens in the middle of the night and while they were sleeping and the you you're not in the same in the right state of mind when you're sleeping and things like that. Um, I do weird things. I sleepwalk and I do weird things all the time and talk and say weird things all the time and so I kind of understand that. I even have a rule um, when I wake up in the morning that I don't trust my own thoughts until I have like a, at least a glass of water or something to wake me up or I'm out of the shower because I will not logically think straight. Um, but there, and they experience both of these things say that these beings come to them and, uh, and, you know, torture them or abduct them in some way. And, um, they're, they'll just like standing at the bed and it'll be like a dark figure that's tall and skinny. sounds like an alien. And, um, I think that both of these cases are demonic. I think that is something supernatural, but demonic. And I don't think it's aliens. And I'm not sure, sure what, um, I don't think it's just dreams. I don't think it's just dreams. Um, I think something weird is going on there and they need to go get checked out. <laughs> well, I definitely think that it can be just dreams. Uh, but I also think that people uh, can still be demon possessed. But I don't exactly know what that looks like these days anymore like i've i've just read through all of the gospels in the last uh two months and it's just because jesus is just like demon 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 a <laughs> hundred demons and uh it seems like that is really what causes a lot of um people to be particularly like distressed Right. And it doesn't always have to be like the person who's homeless, who's shouting crazy things on the street. I think that it can be a normal person who it, they get thrown into fits um, at times. It's, it's we we should have a whole nother uh, podcast about this topic because I have some stories. Yeah, you might have more stories than, than that. I, I don't know enough about it, um, but yeah, My let's, let's, let's demon possession. <laughs> Well, essentially, I think you can explain away a lot of actual alien, and by defining alien, I'm using the crazy one that wants to dissect Kyle, and um, <laughs> I think you can explain away those by um, some type of demonic thing. I don't want to say possession. I think oppression might be a better way to describe it, but, um, and it could be a dream. I am it very well could be, but I, I would also want to confirm their like medical edition of sleep paralysis too before I jumped to any other conclusions. Because if they don't have sleep paralysis, this could all just be nightmares, actual nightmares. The, okay, and then 
podcast when we talk about that, which I know nothing about, so I should probably just let you guys talk about it and I'll listen to it, but is, uh, can you be a Christian and also uh, be demon-possessed? Well, no. Well, I can answer that. I don't think so. No, you can't. So my, the way you cannot be possessed by a demon to be a Christian, because you're already possessed if you're a Christian. You're possessed by the Holy Spirit. So if you're an empty void and don't have the Holy Spirit, you're just a vessel waiting to be possessed by something else, probably. Um, that is, that is uh, the common response. Uh, but anyway, let's just, I, there's, I have a lot more questions about that. Uh, we have other things to get to on this. Okay. What we, oh. we have been talking about aliens for a while. I'll give you that. We might might be time to move on to our second topic, but I, I just want to, are there any other comments about aliens we want to get at um, in this um, weird state, you know, with the government releasing uh, or confirming footage and things like that? Yeah. Where, where I stand is, you know, until, you know, uh, the little green man is seen, I'm not really worried about it or I don't pay much attention to it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll look at it when it happens because I mean it's something that may never happen, and um, you know, and so that's kind of where I stand. It's an interesting topic, and you know, I, I guess it's an interesting topic. It was fun to discuss. I also think it's one of those things where when people are really super duper interested in it, they they see it in everything. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when I'm super duper interested in a topic, then I'm like, well, I see it in everything anyway. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I've been, you know, this is what I see about that. So yeah, the I government's stealing from you and stuff. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my my thing is is that I do I think it's really fascinating. Um, uh, but I don't actually still believe in aliens at all, and I'm skeptical of most UFOs. But I love researching it. Still, I don't know what it is about it. And we even I made a point to go to Roswell on a road trip last summer. And it was, we went and toured the whole thing. My daughter screamed the entire time. It wasn't that fun. And um, don't take a one-year-old to Roswell. There's nothing for them to do. Shocking. I, I, I went through there one time. There wasn't much there. There's not much there. Um, but the, I, I find it fascinating. And I'm even, I, I want to go on another road trip to all these different alien hotspots and like Marfa lights and things. Because my deal is like, I've never... I've never experienced anything. And until I experience something, I'm not going to believe it. I just don't think that personal testimony of other people is enough for me in this scenario. You are such a liar. Why? You are so, uh, oh, my goodness. That's like, I'm not saying that you didn't have a personal indi individual experience uh, with Jesus, but uh, one of the basis of, of belief is the fact that the apostles would write down and say, this is what happened. Jesus died. And then the very people that want to kill him say, oh, and that he resurrected. Sorry, he resurrected. And the very people, one of the reasons that there's testimony is compelling is because it wasn't like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. It was Peter saying, no, 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 I, I saw him alive. And they're like, just say that you didn't see him alive and we won't kill you, right? No, no I saw him alive. And they're like, we're going to kill you anyway. Like, again, that's one of the common arguments. <laughs> You wouldn't, so, you wouldn't so Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> I, I'm reading a book. I've read, I just read a book on that, and I agree with you with that. I'm saying 
that the most reasonable explanation right now is for UFOs is not aliens. In no, my but said compelling. So people who say, no, 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 stop it. Listen, you said that compelling testimony cannot come from someone's individual testimony, and I would disagree. No, I said it's not enough for me right now. That their, that their testimony of UFOs is not enough it's for me right related now. Related to UFOs, then. What was that? Okay, the way you said it emphatically, like, you'll never believe anything on the testimony of one person. Like, I thought you were going, no. I don't believe the lights until I see I, it. I didn't hear it that way. I heard it about aliens. Okay, I'm oh, okay. just talking about aliens and UFOs, and I think there are other reasonable explanations. Kyle, attack your salvation. I oh, know, sorry. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I really thought. I was like, wait a second. You hey. can't, you first believe uh, individual testimony. And I thought you were comparing that to the Marfa Lights, where, uh, you know, uh, Phil was telling me about that once. And the Northern Lights, I've never seen, but I believe that those exist. And so, uh, they're real. You can uh, see anyway. the Northern Lights in Maine. What? You can see the Northern Lights in Maine. Here? In America, in Maine. Oh, in Maine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to go up north, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have been, uh, I've been to Maine, but not like when there was Northern Lights. When I was in Canada, I saw them. It's pretty impressive. I'd love to see those. We'll have another episode where we talk about reasonable doubt and possible scenarios and apologetics so I can uh, school Kyle. And <laughs> but for now, we're moving on to Star Wars. And it's very uh, related because it's got a bunch of aliens in there. And uh, it's kind of random to throw in other things. But Kyle, me and DJ already had a very thorough discussion about Star Wars. And Kyle did not like what he heard and did not agree with what he heard and thought I was very misguided in some of my opinions. Well, the, the cool thing is that there's been some new developments in the Star Wars universe in the last uh, couple of months. And so it'd be interesting to kind of see where Kyle lands on this. So, well, let's see, let me state what I think Kyle had an issue with. I have the premise that, or, or I believe in the premise, is that even a sentence? Um, okay, I believe in the premise that the, the empire, the galactic empire, um, or the new order, what do you want to call it, um, is not as bad as you think. I think it is baked in the cake that they're super duper evil. And, um, like, Kyle disagrees with me. And remember, when we're talking about this, we are only talking about the nine movies. Oh, man. We're not talking about other <laughs> So the perspective of people in the nine movies. And I think it's very, very clear in the first six that the Empire is not as bad as people think. Um, but the, the last three, they make a little bit more of an effort to show why they're the villain. But I still think that the Empire is overly villainized. Kyle, what's your issue? Go. Yeah, no, they are. Here's the thing is, just because uh, you think that the, oh, look at that move right there. <laughs> he lifts himself right up. 
Um, just because you think that it might be hypocritical or, or that the rebellion might also have certain rules in place that where they commit atrocities does not lessen the, the evil that the first order and the empire impose on others. Right. No, so it's also that the, the, I don't lessen their evil. I just also think my, my point's really not even that the rebellion's bad. It's just that the empire's not as bad as you say. That's all. Well, I guess, what are you comparing it to? What is worse than the empire? Well, I don't think the first, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I, don't, I guess I'm going to break a little bit of my own rule. The first six are just pretty clear that there's not a real, they don't give you a real reason to hate the empire. It's just kind of assumed they're bad. And they don't make it clear why they're bad. Does that well, make in the okay so in the in the episode one we realized that in the outer limits where it's not the empire yet but it's uh whatever some sort of democratic formation of government uh, republic system but there's slavery outside of that right anakin was a slave and slavery is is evil okay so there is slavery outside of what this initial government that was not uh, apparently all-encompassing uh was able to tamp out right so that's what's good about in uh, the Galactic Republic in the first uh, movie, and then it slowly descends into the Empire, right? It gains, it, it takes more power, and it never gives it back, right? Uh, but people do it, why? Because they're afraid, and they think they, there's something out there that's unknown, so they give up this power. The more power they give up, the more abusive that the government becomes, the more abusive the government becomes, the more subservient people are, and the more that they come up with boogeyman to tell you that, that this or that is evil. Yes, but I, I think that the empire was really just another nation state, you could say, that practiced a lot of the same things that other nations did or empires would, or that you couldn't even expect. Well, okay, so we're in the Star Wars universe, but I mean, are we a, a, applying biblical morality or are we just gonna do a generic, murdering is generally evil. Um, like, like, how are you defining that? Because again, episodes one through three show the downfall of the Galactic Republic. And a thousand years before that, it was, um, you know, outside of, I know that there's new canon, DJ, and you can get into this, but a thousand years before that, it was the reign of the Jedi, and presumably it was pretty good, and I'm sure some of them abused their power, but it clearly went this way when, um, you know... I guess what was, what was life like for the average Joe under the Empire? That's what I'm more concerned with. I don't think they were that oppressive. Or at least in the first six movies, it's not clear they're that oppressive. Yeah, they definitely, not only did they uh, conscript people in, the, by the, the First Order conscripted people, but they uh, enslaved them. Like, it wasn't even like how countries lots of times now do, where they provide incentives uh, to be a volunteer army. They're, they were conscripted, and they were trained from birth to be that. Right, all that, that, that was, like, I saw, like, uh, Rise... Uh, Skywalker last night because it came out on Disney Plus and that's a big theme in, in that um, Rise of Skywalker is that Finn and the other uh, 
um, lady that it's in there uh, were conscripted as birth and they had a conflict when they were first faced with uh, having to kill someone. Now, so they, for us, this might not be an issue. It's clear cut that conscription is bad. I think it's slavery. I don't think it should exist. I think it's immoral. But in America, if you were a draft dodger, you're demonized and you're un-American. And it is not universal that conscription is bad. So, Are you unpatriotic, Kyle? Yeah, of course. But uh, the, the other thing is, if you were a draft dodger, maybe, you know, during the Vietnam War, then people often looked down on you. Or there was at least a portion of the culture that was looking down on you, and it was probably a majority. But people eventually realized, no, actually, this is so bad, and they got rid of it, right? We got rid of conscription. We, you can't, right now, there's no draft. I'm not saying that the government might not try and reimpose it. And I'm not saying that they don't make us as, as males. When I was 18, I, had a, I actually had to sign up, right? But they don't draft anybody anymore. They just don't do it. They and just, just haven't felt like they needed to. But yeah, would. <laughs> there were statutes and stuff that were passed. I'm not saying that those can be repealed. or They couldn't change their minds. But at least uh, people right now in general would say, if you are – like, if somebody – is forced to go serve in the military, is that right or wrong? I think you'd find a general answer saying, no, that is wrong. I don't, have to. I don't think that's necessarily true, but we might need to explore that a different time. But I just wanted to point out that conscription to us, it's pretty clear that it's not good. But in a general sense, um, I don't think that it is. Well, it's different for the United States. If you're in, in, in Britain, you had no choice but to fight for your land, like fight for your country, because you were the ones being physically attacked. Uh, we haven't been attacked, like, straight on, you know, well, with exceptions. But, you know, when, like, what movie was I watching? Uh, I was, I'm watching some series about uh, Scotland on, on Netflix. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, they're, they're being attacked, like, uh, their country in World War II was physically being attacked, and it was their homes, it was their families being bombed, and so, um, you know, in a way, they were conscripted. Yeah, but I guess for 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 the point's sake of the empire, um, I don't think conscription is a good enough reason to say that they were evil. Now, if you can prove in the first, in the movies that there was more slavery happening, possibly that's a good case. Um, I just don't think it was as bad as people think to live under the empire. Well, again, in the first three movies, it was the overtaking of the government that was supposedly good, the Galactic Empire, by Palpatine, which then descended into more authoritarianism. But because... Uh, what about the, the clone army? I mean, cloning someone and then do you own them? Do they not have their own personal rights to, to go and, and do that? I mean, within the Star Wars universe, they at least have some sort of sense of personal rights uh, that you have if you are a, a being that can reason is the thing. Obviously, I have a lot of a aliens in the, in the movies, but if you're an alien that can reason, you have the right to be free, which is what the rebellion is fighting for. Um, I guess. So that's where the new stuff comes in with the clones. Uh, because uh, it, the last season of Clone Wars came out, 
and it's in between episode two and three. So um, it's the Clone Wars. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the, you know, so spoiler alert. Do y'all guys care? Nope. Yeah. No, but spoiler alert for the Clone Wars and that. Yeah. The last season, last three or four episodes. It's long, isn't it? Huh? About ten seasons long, right? It's seven seasons, but the last four episodes line up with with episode uh, three. Okay. So, um, so like they they line up like tying the, the yeah tie in. So the clones turn against the uh, Jedi. Yes. And but in the la- in the last a couple of episodes, there's this conflict. Um, one of the clones doesn't turn. Uh, he gets he gets his chip removed. Uh, you know, Order 66. Yep. And um, uh, the chip is removed, and um, and all the other clones on the starship are trying to kill kill. Um, it's Ahsoka Tano and and this Commander Rex, and he's like he's he's got a conflict because they're out to kill them, and they're going to do nothing. Uh, they're willing to to die themselves and and uh, to kill them. And Ahsoka doesn't want to kill them back, and so um, because they're li- they're uh, this is what they're programmed to do. This is um, you know they're following orders. They're being good soldiers, and um, and so really following it if they have a chip that's in them that's forcing them to to do it. it it's you have to see it because uh ahsoka tano leaves the jedi order because the jedi are getting disillusioned about um about what they're really called to do uh so some of the statements made in the last couple of episodes of this show of this clone war show is that um the jedi um ever since ahsoka was in the jedi uh they've been soldiers and that's not what they were supposed to be peacekeepers and so there's this idea that the Jedi got uh, disillusioned and became uh, soldiers, and then um, and, and then uh, so the conflict with with Captain Rex is that uh, now they have to uh, you know fight against the whole uh, I think it's the five hundred first of the clones, and these clones have uh, the, the image of Ahsoka on their helmets. Because she kind of she kind of comes back uh, and, and uses the clones for a mission, and so to honor her, they put her image, and then all of a sudden they turn on her. And so, um, but yet still, it, it's an order that was you know, uh, it's a chip that was placed in their brains when they were little as clones since birth, and all they've known is war. So are. They, but they're clones, and yeah, they're clones. So we're, I don't know. We might need to question their agency a little bit, especially if they're they, if they can be controlled by a chip, because that would assume that they not actually have a real consciousness. If they, if you can be controlled by a chip, because real sentiency and consciousness can't be controlled by a chip. So the whole series, Clone Wars, is to humanize, was created to humanize the clones. Because um, usually when you see the stormtroopers or, or the, the clones, it, it's kind of like these nobodies all dressed up in masks. So uh, the Clone Wars series actually humanizes them. 
And so you, you, you see uh, people that were actually friends like with, with uh, Ahsoka Tano and, and the Jedi. And that's the whole tragedy is they all of a sudden turn on all the Jedi and, and mass kill them. Okay, so let's see. Okay. The that's evil. How many Jedi were there? They just mass kill people. And that's I the think there's like only a handful, five or six that survived. There was, there was uh, I'm assuming hundreds. If you remember episode two, when they're all fighting in the, you know. Yeah, they're at war with them, weren't they? No. They died. What was, they're at war with the Jedi. No. Are you talking no. about episode three? Are remember at the end of episode three, uh, yes. Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Yes. And he, he takes his unit. And he goes and, and storms the temple. Okay, other than Anakin killing a bunch of kids, you gotta look past that, and blowing up a few planets who are allegedly populated. Um, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't think... Stormtroopers murdered all of the Jedi. Presumably, were there hundreds? Were there thousands? The, clone, the clones did. The clones Okay, where does Stormtroopers come from? Stormtroopers come after the clones start aging out and they start conscripting uh, the, the children. Stormtroopers are normal human beings. Okay, but were they always conscripted or was that something that happened after uh, the Empire and when the First, first Order started ruling things? The, the clones were, in, in, uh, were the Stormtroopers when the Empire started. Yeah, so they age out, but presumably... The, the, the stormtrooper, there's clone troopers, stormtroopers, and then there's the first order troopers. What are we calling them? Kind so of the same thing. Are conscripted and, and, and put in slavery. But, okay. It is, they, they murdered thousands, thousands of Jedi, so they committed a genocide against a certain type of people. Let's, let's, a religious group. The, the empire's not established yet. So it's not quite there. Well, they're consolidating power. They're trying to. So, How do you consolidate power but murdering? Okay, you but if you watch episode three, the Jedi try to overthrow the government. Okay, we're, we're talking about the, they are, you're right, and the rebels do too. But we're, we're talking about um, the, the average Joe. That's who we're talking about. Think about your average Joe. Living uh, under the Empire was his life oppressive do you think it was i don't think it was that oppressive i mean you see them blockading planets and they're like wow we can't trade between planets is that necessary how do they even have life there before you need to go rewatch those movies because it wasn't the empire that blockaded planets okay it, it was okay. a separatist yeah and so it, it was the separatists that actually turned into the rebels what? You got to think. Well, uh, and then it was the, the Galactic uh, um, Republic. The Galactic Republic eventually turns into the Empire. The Separatists got defeated because that was also being run by uh, Palpatine. But then the uh, rebellion rose up, and that's so it's, they replaced the Separatists. In Episode Seven, they were blockading planets, right? No, they were blowing them up. Again, evil. They, they, were, they were blockading planets too, though. No, this reminds me of In A Few Good Men. Okay, are you familiar with A Few Good Men? Okay, it's a great movie, and they're defending a Marine who basically 
uh, does a prank on another Marine, but the prank accidentally kills him. And they're trying to prove that it was a prank and that there's not an intent to murder. And so they're doing the cross-examination and they're like, is there any proof whatsoever that there is any uh, abuse done to the victim? And they're like, other than the dead body? <laughs> like they couldn't get around. It's a very difficult answer. Right? So yes, you keep on like going, oh, look over here, look over here. And you're like, uh, and let's just assume that Alderaan was a populated planet. I think we have to put that in, into place, that it was a populated planet. And I don't think that bombing populated areas is right. I think that as uh, it, I, I think that if a government's going to choose to do that, they're, they're also evil. So what I was saying was, you said that if a government is bombing and killing innocent people, they, that they should rise up against them. Has our country ever been guilty of that? Yeah. I think we uh, were bombing some German and Japanese cities uh, and Vietnamese cities and uh, Korean cities. And, uh, and so I think that, yeah, we did that. It was not good. Well, okay. So to, to in the middle of the wars that we've been in for the past 30 years. So to help what DJ is saying, it make a little bit of what my point is, is that if you do compare it with America, America has done some pretty bad atrocities to other countries around the world. Very oppressive, even comparable to the, um, to the empire. I think blowing up a planet and dropping a nuke, or in, if you like put the ratios together from the Star Wars, <laughs> I think it's the same thing. Because we don't have other planets that we could really blow up. But well, it, is, it is the most powerful weapon that we yeah. have. Yeah, it's the most powerful weapon. So um, I think it's the same thing. But for the average Joe, which is me in America, I experience a pretty good life even though I live in an oppressive, evil country, it, or government, you could say. You know, the government's oppressive and evil in the same way that the empire was. Um, I'm saying that the empire wasn't as bad as, a, as you think, especially for the average Joe. And that's all. I th well, okay, you, you have thrown in the average Joe, just <laughs> lose so badly that you needed to throw that in. But, but if you were to say that America as good as everyone might believe, then that would be the counter to that, right? You would say that, the, that America is the empire. That's your argument, and I actually tend to agree with that. So you're just trying to downplay the atrocities of uh, the, the empire in Star Wars, and I'm saying, well, America has committed its own atrocities. It's just, the other thing is, we can look at other empires around the world that have committed worse atrocities than us uh, in the 20th century and that we were like competing against. So we were like the least of the evil. I mean, we, in general, the government was not trying to murder its own people the way that uh, the Soviet Union did and that uh, Mao's China did and then some other uh, authoritarian governments along the way. But think about all the, the people that they, rebellion or the um the resistance i'm equating both the same um how they uh they destroyed two death stars that had probably thousands and thousands if not a million people on them and uh cart of uh, star killer base which was a planet 
I believe. Um, I would say that if you 